This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. As I was preparing for this podcast today, I had a feeling that the market was going to be down. I really did, because when reading up on the news the day before and not being able to have time to record yesterday for a podcast, I had read an article from CNBC that President Xi from China was warned against foreign interference in Taiwan, and he said China will never promise to renounce force. Okay, My first thought was the market's going to be going down, and like I said, I didn't have time to record a podcast, and so preparing for today's podcast, I was like, oh, the market's going to be down today. Well, come to my shock and surprise, the market's now up 600 points. And my first thought was, what's going on with this? This doesn't make any sense. And then doing some research, I realized that Wall Street is so focused on earnings right now that it doesn't matter what President Xi is saying right now from China. President Xi is making threats in a time where the world is experiencing a war between Ukraine and Russia, and Wall Street is not even listening to President Xi right now. They're so focused on the earnings that are coming up this week. Keep an eye out, podcast listeners. There might be a time where President Xi's words might come true. I'm not saying they will. They might. And when that day comes, Wall Street has been probably ignoring him for so long that they're just getting to a point where they're like, you're not going to do anything. So we're going to keep focusing on what's happening on Wall Street, which is fine. Wall Street's going to do what they want to do. But then there's some other interesting stuff to point out as well. Like, for instance, today we're going to be talking a little bit about Meta, the parent company known as Facebook. Meta has some positive and negative news in their headlines, okay? And Wall Street has forgotten about the negative news because they're too focused on the positive news, and we'll get into that today. In California, for my fellow California listeners, congratulations, there's a new desalutation plant in the making, and we'll get into the discussion about that, especially with the most recent one that was denied, okay? Elon Musk is in the news as well, and it has to do with SpaceX again and what it has to do with Ukraine, and we'll discuss that a little bit in today's podcast as well. Kanye West has is making some big news as as well. He is making a play to buy out the conservative social media platform Parler. And what does that mean for Google in the making? And then finally, we got to talk about Bank of America as there's some exciting news to be able to talk about with Bank of America and its earnings and what it means for the consumer. With that being said, I have to remind you all that I'm not a professional advisor in any way, shape, or form. Everything I talk about on this podcast is for information purposes only. You need to do your own research before investing in any stocks in the stock market as you're not guaranteed to make money in the stock market. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. You need to do your own research before investing in any company. I do have positions in Bank of America today, which I am talking about. They are a long-term position in Bank of America. And I believe the company will do well in the long run. And so with that being said, this is not for information purposes. I cannot legally give you financial advice. Let's begin today's podcast. Meta documents show main metaverse is losing users and falling short of goals, report says. Horizon World's meta flagship metaverse for consumers is failing to meet international performance expectations, according to the Wall Street Journal, which reviewed internal company documents. Meta initial aimed to reach 500,000 monthly active users in Horizon Worlds by the end of the year, but the current figure is less than 200,000, according to the report. Additionally, the documents showed that most users didn't return to Horizon after the first month on the platform, and the number of users have steadily declined since spring, the journal said. 
Only 9% of the worlds are visited by at least by at least 50 people, and most are never visited at all, according to the report. The report comes as the company's stock falls, user numbers decline, and advertisers cut spending. Meta shares are down 62% so far this year. Meta rebanded from Facebook last year in order to reflect the company's ambitious beyond social media. CEO Mark Zuckerberg has specifically been interested in building out the metaverse, which is a virtual world that allows users to work and play together. As a result, Meta created Horizon Worlds, which is a network of virtual spaces where users can engage with one another and avatars. Individuals can access Horizon through Meta's Quest virtual reality headsets. In an effort to drum up some excitement around the metaverse, Zuckerberg Zuckerberg unveiled his company's newest virtual reality headset, dubbed the MetaQuest Pro, at Meta's Connect Conference Tuesday. The device costs $1,500 and contains new technology such as advanced mobile uh, Snapdragon computer chip. You know, the metaverse might be the next big thing, potentially, because you have companies like I still believe Lowe's going into it was a smart idea because you can use the metaverse to build how you want your home to look in the metaverse before having to buy the materials or having to sketch out stuff. You can get an idea of how you want your potential project to look like. I think that's an ingenious idea. Walmart obviously is jumping into the metaverse as well because Walmart wants to be able to give the shopping experience online and be able to get people to buy stuff online. I think that's where a lot of e-commerce might be eventually going to. Just think about it. You could plop on your little metaverse headset, go to your local Walmart in the metaverse and figure out if you have what you're looking for there. At the same time, if Meta's burning a lot of cash building up this world and it's not working, Wall Street should be worried. But don't be don't be too worried because at the recording of this podcast last I checked, Facebook was close to being up to 6% today, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Because there's this article that came out today. Meta racks up Apple's rivalry with ads targeting iMessage. Meta is targeting Apple iMessage in a new advertisement that ratchets up the rivalry between the two companies. On Monday, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg posted a picture of an ad in New York Penn Station that suggests Meta's WhatsApp is more secure and private than Apple's messaging system and traditional text messages. WhatsApp is far more private and secure than iMessage with end-to-end encryption that works across both iPhones and Androids, including group chats, Zuckerberg posts on Instagram. End-to-end encryption means that the messaging system is built in a way that provider of the service cannot be content of the text and cannot provide them in response to a legal request. Both WhatsApp and iMessage are encrypted, but messages and device backups on either services might be stored in a way that the company can access them. SMS messages are stored by wireless cellular carriers. WhatsApp introduced encrypted backups up last year, Zuckerberg noted. He also highlighted a feature that allows WhatsApp users to send messages to automatically delete. Quote, all of the iMessages still doesn't have, Zuckerberg wrote in his post. He added that the company is working on end-to-end encryption for Instagram messages in a comment. Meta has considered Apple to be a competitor for years, even though Facebook's parent company started moving into computer hardware like the VR headsets. Our biggest competitor by far is iMessager, Zuckerberg said in 2018's earnings call. The meta ads come as after Google took aim at iMessage blue bubbles in a campaign of its own. Over the summer, Google wants Apple to adopt RCS, a next generation text messaging system that replaces the SMS messages that with new features and improved encryption. Apple's iMessage is available for iPhones, Macs, and iPads. Users who regu- who text regular with Android users say the green bubbles and SMS messages appear on iPhones is an inferior texting experience. You know... Facebook is going to be constantly, or in this case, Meta. Meta is going to be the potential king of ads in the making. Because that's the next thing I'm also wondering too is, is Meta going to start being able to put ads within the metaverse? (laughs) Think about that. You're 
on a quest or you're playing some game on the metaverse and all of a sudden there's an ad in front of you about whatever the product or service you're trying to do. It's going to be interesting. But the fact that Facebook is continuing to compete with Apple on this makes things more interesting. I remember talking to someone overseas once and for my fellow podcast listeners overseas, maybe you can comment on this in the comment section if you have a comment section to comment in. But I remember in the past, I was told that WhatsApp was like the greatest thing ever for people overseas because it costs a lot to text message people. And WhatsApp is like the great equalizer for being able to text. So it was a smart move by Facebook to buy WhatsApp. Now now there's going to be potential advertisement on it. Facebook's going to continue to be an advertising platform in the making. So who knows where this goes. On to the next article for my fellow California people. Remember how we talked about in the past podcast how California has 12 desalutation plants? Well, number 13 might be on the way finally. Sadly, it's not in Huntington Beach like we talked about in the past. Okay. It says here from the climate section from CNBC, California approves desalutation plant as historic drought hits water supplies. California regulators this week approved a 140 million desalination plant that could convert up to 5 million gallons of seawater each day into drinking water as the state grapples with a persistent mega drought and plummeting water supplies. The state's Coastal Commission on Thursday voted 11 to nothing to approve the Doheen Ocean Desalutation Project in Orange County in Southern California. The plant could be functioning within the next five years and supply water for thousands of people in the South Coast Water District. The approval comes at a record temperatures and drought conditions have forced states like California to address a water uh, correction to address a future with dwindling water supplies. The mega drought gripping the Western U.S. has generated the driest two decades in the region in at least 1,200 years. And scientists say that the human caused climate change has fueled the conditions. Water levels at the two largest reserves in the county, Lake Mead and Lake Powell, have hit their lowest levels ever recorded. In August, Governor Gavin Newsom unveiled a plan to address the anticipated loss of 10% of the state's water supply by 2040. California officials early this year warned that the state could face its third consecutive dry year because of the significant lack of snow this season. And the water officials slashed the water state project allocations from 15% to 5% of urban water consumers and farmers. And then it goes into how recently in Huntington, $1.4 billion was denied to build it in Huntington because of the environmental risk. You know, I looked into a little bit of that to figure out how much of a difference that water plant was going to be making. If I'm not mistaken, I had looked it up. Let's see. I think it was something of like 150 gallons of water was supposed to be made per day from that other one. I can't find it right now. Sorry about that. But I Oh, correction, 50 million gallons per day. That's what it was. So the Huntington plant was supposed to make 50 million gallons of water per day for desalutation. And now we have this other plant being mailed in South Orange County that's only going to be 5 million per day. Now, granted, the one that they're building in South Orange County is going to be able to provide better environment situation for the desalutation process. My only question is, why could that have been done in the Huntington plant? Okay. You know, if you look up how much water is being used every day uh, in California, it's, I believe, at least in Orange County, it was 147, 147 million gallon waters per day or something. It, 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 I can't remember the full details. 
Uh, let's look it up real quick. Let's Orange County water usage. How about that? We use about 68 gallons per capita per day, okay, in Orange County. And if we use that into, let's look at Cal Southern California water usage. How about that? Southern California. Uh, we use 40% agriculture benefits. Okay, let's just go back to the Orange County one. How about that right now? Okay, so we use about 68 gallons per capita per day. Okay. I personally think Orange County needs to start being able to produce more of these plants. I still think the Huntington plant needs to be built overall. Okay. I think California in general needs to become more water independent in a way and have an excessive amount of water in the making. Because as California gets more water into their system, these droughts might potentially, well, they won't end, but at least we'll be able to survive a little bit longer. Okay. Five gallons of water per day. I mean, it's a start, but 50? That would have put a huge chunk out of how much we're using currently in California right now. It's hard to tell. I mean, it's it's one of those things where we could easily be able to become more independent. And we're not doing that because we have to protect the environment as much as possible. That's fine. But in the end of the day, we still are going to need water. Think about this way. If Orange County could technically become more water independent, that means we're not going to be relying too much on the rivers, the Colorado River in particular, okay? Joe Biden recently said that we needed to stop using as much water to, pre to preserve the water that we're having. We need to make more desalutation plants. The more desalutation plants we make, the more water independent we become. We should flood California with water so that we're not having to take from everywhere else. Really should We really should. So... But I thought I'd give you guys an update on how a new desalination plans we made in Southern California in Orange County. And but yet they deny the 50, the 50 gallon per day in Huntington, which would cost 1.4 billion. Now maybe cost was another reason why they didn't want to have to build it. So keep an eye out for that. Onto the space sector from CNBC. Elon Musk says to uh, the blank with it, I'll let you H-E double hockey sticks. Uh, Elon Musk tweets space will keep funding the Ukrainian government for free amid Starlink controversy. Elon Musk said a, in a tweet Saturday that his company SpaceX would continue to fund Starlink satellite internet terminals for the Ukraine government as its battles invading Russian forces. The H-double hockey sticks with it, the billionaire tweeted, even though Starlink is still losing money and other companies are getting billions of taxpayer dollars, we will keep funding Ukraine government for free. I'm not going to say it because I also don't know what the rules and regulations are fully on podcasting. So we're trying to keep this so that kids can listen. Okay. It was not immediately clear whether Musk also said that the CEO of Tesla was being sarcastic in response to a tweet about the move. Musk said, we should, we should do better deeds. Responding to another tweet that Musk had already paid taxes that are funding Ukraine's defense, he said, fate loves irony. The tweets follow a statement from Musk on Friday in which he in which he said the SpaceX company cannot continue fund Starlink terminals in Ukraine indefinitely after a report suggested his space company had asked the Pentagon to cover the cost. Musk did not immediately respond to requests for comment in a letter from SpaceX to the Pentagon. The company said that the use of Starlink in Ukraine could cost close to $400 million over the next 12 months, according to a report by CNN. SpaceX has signed several contracts with the U.S. government. SpaceX donated Starlink and internet terminals have been crucial for keeping the Ukrainians military online during the war against Russia. Even as communication infrastructure gets destroyed, Russia began its invasion of Ukraine in February. 
I still think at the end of the day, Musk is eventually going to end up saying, we can't pay for this anymore. Sorry, Ukraine. And all honestly, if he's losing money, he's not going to be able to keep this up forever. Okay. Ukraine, my heart goes out to you. It really does. But if you guys can't figure out how to stop this war soon, you might end up losing Starlink. And all honestly, okay. I don't see Elon Musk continuing to be able to keep funding it. And all honestly, because he's a businessman and he has to be able to keep making money for his shareholders. Now, granted, SpaceX is not publicly traded, but maybe that becomes the move that forces SpaceX to become publicly traded because Wall Street's, there's a lot of funds in Wall Street, or maybe our tax dollars are going to eventually be going to funding Starlink. I still think there's going to be a Ukraine package soon that Biden's going to sign that's going to be like, we gave uh, $400 million to Ukraine through Starlink. Could see that happening. Hard to tell. But something tells me the U.S. taxpayer is going to keep paying for these, for these. okay? On some, some important news as well. Kanye West, who now goes by Yee, agrees to buy conservative social media platform Parler Company, says. Kanye West, the superstar rapper who has made several inflammatory and um, anti-Semitic comments in recent weeks, has agreed in principle to buy conservative social media platform Parler, the app's parent company, said in a statement Monday. In a world where conservative opinions are considered to be controversial, we had to make sure we had the rights to freely express ourselves, said West, who now goes by Yee in a statement released by Parler. Financial terms of the deal weren't announced. The company previously said it had raised $56 million in funding from outside investors. The move comes after Yee was locked out of his Twitter and Instagram accounts for making um, anti-Semitic remarks. In one post, Yee played into the long-standing anti-Semitic conspiracy theory that fellow rapper Sean Diddy Combs is being controlled by the Jewish people on Twitter. Meanwhile, Yee's account was restricted after he said he would go death con three on the Jewish people. Yeah, Kanye West is a little crazy. I, I can agree with that a little bit. A representative for Yee didn't immediately respond to request for comment. Yee's net worth was reported $2 billion. Much of, it, of his fortune comes from his Yeezier sneakers brand in partnership with Gap and Adidas. However, Yee served business ties with Gap recently, and Adidas is also reviewing its business relationship with him. J.P. Morgan Chase also cut ties with the rapper. Parler is one of several right-wing friendly platforms to emerge during the Donald Trump era. As the former president's support claimed unfair treatment by Twitter and other apps, there's also Getter, which is run by former Trump advisor Jason Miller, the Trump app, uh, correction, and Trump's own app, True Social, whose parent company is under federal investigation as it seeks to go public. Con uh, Conservative-friendly video platform Rumble went public last month. Parler, which initially launched in 2018, was swept up in a controversy last year over the role it played on the January 6, 2021 riots at the Capitol building that led to a slew of tech companies, including Apple and, uh, correction, including Google and Amazon, to blacklist the service, rendering its app to the websites inaccessible. In September, however, Google reinstated the app on its Play Store, saying the company changed some of its content moderation policies and enforcement. Apple restored the app on its app platform earlier in April 2021. You know, they, they freaked out when Elon Musk was buying Twitter, and now they're freaking out that Kanye West is buying Parler. And honestly, think about that for a minute, okay? Why? Why are these companies freaking out? Are they afraid of competition? Most likely, Okay. I had reported recently on past podcasts that Twitter had not been making money. I think that's still true, if I'm not mistaken, but they weren't making money. They weren't even giving political ads this last election, which is fine. A company can decide what they want to be able to make money in. But at the end of the day, I wonder who's going to survive, in all honesty. I mean, I think Mark Zuckerberg testified too. 
there's so much news and it's hard to keep up with every detail, but I think if I'm Mark Zuckerberg had mentioned that, that Facebook was not going to have as many political ads either. I mean, I haven't seen many political ads. I don't know if you guys have, I mean, midterms are coming up and I haven't seen much of anything to be honest. I get a lot of text messages these days about political stuff, but I haven't seen as many political ads on my social media accounts. I wonder if it's because a lot of these platforms are going away from it as much. Now, granted, it also depends too. I do know on YouTube, I do get to see my lovely Gavin Newsom, my governor of my state, be able to talk to the people through his ads. I don't know what his ads are because I ignore him and then I skip them. But I don't see ads for anything else normally. But I do see things for Governor Newsom and what he's talking about. So is there going to be competition? Who knows? Probably in the making. And probably that's one thing all these companies are afraid of is having to have to deal with competition in the making because it means they have to start making money in the end. Could be. Hard to tell. But like I said, I'm not seeing a whole lot of political ads. And I'm curious if you fellow podcast listeners have been seeing as many political ads as well. On to the next article. Bank of America tops estimates on better than expected bond training and higher rates. Okay. Bank of America said Monday that the quarterly profit and revenue topped expectations on better than expected fixed income training and gains in interest income thanks to choppy markets and rising rates. Here's what the company reported comparing with analysis we're expecting based on refinitive data. Earnings per share, 81 cents versus 77 cents expected. Revenue, 24.61 billion adjusted versus 23.57 billion expected. Bank of America said in a release that third quarter profit fell 8% to 7.1 billion or 81 cents a share as the company booked a 898 million provision for credit losses in the quarter. Revenue net of interest expense jumped 24.61 billion on a non-GAAP basis. Shares of the bank rose more than 4% in the morning trading. Bank of America led by CEO Brian Mohina, I think that's how you say it, was supposed to be one of the main beneficiaries of the Federal Reserve's rate boosting campaign that is playing out as lenders, including Bank of America, JP Morgan Chase, and Wells Fargo are producing more revenue at, as rates rise, allowing them to generate more profit from their core activities of taking in deposits and making loans. Quote, our U.S. customer climate uh, clients remained resilient with strong, although slower growing spending levels and still maintain elevated deposit amounts. The CEO of Bank of America said in a release, according to the bank, we grew loans by 12% over the last year as we delivered the financial resources to support our clients. The net interest income of the bank jumped 24% to $13.87 billion in the quarter, topping the $13.6 billion street account estimate thanks to higher rates in the quarter and expanding book of loans. Net interest margins are a key profitability metric for bank investors widened to 2.06% from 1.86% in the second quarter of the year, edging out analysis estimates of 2%. Fixed income trading revenue surged 27% from a year earlier to $2.6 billion, handling exceeding the $2.24 billion estimate that more than offsets equities revenue that dropped 4% to $1.5 billion below the $1.61 billion estimate. You know, the banks are going to be making potentially a lot of money as they tighten interest rates, as they raise interest rates at the Federal Reserve. Okay. This is not financial advice, obviously, but... I've been a firm believer for a very, very long time that interest rates were going to be rising. I've told this to some people and some of the people who are listening to my podcast. If you remember it, I'm sure you have. But interest rates had to eventually go up. They did. You can't rely on cheap money forever. Okay. Now, this is what I find the most interesting is from this news from Bank of America as well about the U.S. consumer. From CNBC, Bank of America CEO says latest spending and saving data show that U.S. consumer is healthy. 
Consumers are financially resilient despite the high inflation and concerns the U.S. is nearing a recession, according to Bank of America CEO. Analysis might wonder whether the talk of inflation recession and other factors such as results in a slower spending growth said in the Monday during a conference call to discuss the third quarter that topped analysis expectations. Quote, we just don't see it here at Bank of America. The bank's customers continue to spend freely using their credit cards and other payment methods for 10% more transactions volumes in September and the first half of October than a year earlier, the CEO of Bank America said. Well, price inflation accounts for some of that number of transactions also rose 6%, he said. Consumers' account balances remain higher than before, the coronavirus pandemic struck in early 2020, indicating that there was a good position to continue spending. That's especially true for those who had a, who had the smallest balance, which were about five times higher than before the pandemic, according to the Bank of America chart. Finally, consumer credit remains um, pristine with the late payment metrics still well below pre-2020 averages, the CEO said, indicating that so far customers have little difficulty in keeping up with their debt. This is where I find things interesting. Yesterday on the way home from an event I was attending, I was listening to the radio and the radio had said that one of the biggest issues that will be facing the midterms has to deal with money. Are pe people being able to keep their jobs? Are people being able to afford their bills? Inflation's running too high. According to the report on the news that I was hearing, okay? Bank of America CEO saying it's not affecting us, okay? It might not be affecting you, Bank of America, but it is affecting other Americans. I mean, you're you're literally the first thing you said here was bank customers spend continue to spend freely, and the first thing he says is using their credit cards and other payment methods. Okay, credit cards mean debt, which means people are using credit cards right now to be able to continue their lavish lifestyles that they had before. Okay, you know, I was reading some comments today too, it had to do with the gas thing. And it said, or at least from what I'm hearing, that said that Snoops admitted that gas was cheaper under President Donald Trump. Snoops was admitting that. That was under $2 a gallon, okay? Now gas is what? Sitting close to six, at least here in California. Sometimes seven, depending on the area. People are spending more. They are, because inflation's through, is really high right now, okay? Inflation's too high. People can't afford their lifestyles. And so they're trying to change their habits or they're trying to just take on more debt, potentially. We read articles in the past few months that people were using more of their credit cards to be able to pay for their lifestyles. People weren't cutting just yet. And we've also read too that people would cut their eating food budgets before getting rid of their entertainment budgets. I don't believe that either, okay? I don't firmly believe this. Sorry, Bank of America. I just don't believe it 100%. Maybe you might be doing really well, but I don't think across the board, I think a lot of people are somewhat still struggling. I, I can't say everyone because there's some people who are probably doing really well right now, even though it seems like times are tough. But I have a hard time believing it because I also know too, overseas, and I know Bank of America is an overseas as well too. I know Turkey's at 90% inflation because I've talked about this on this podcast. I also know that some African nations are going through high inflation rates as well. El Salvador is getting crushed right now due to the Bitcoin situation when they transferred over to Bitcoin, but they're probably getting crushed by inflation as well. And I know for a fact the United Kingdom has had 12% inflation. Something's not adding up. And I don't think Bank of America is potentially telling the whole truth fully. Okay, They might be doing well, at least here in the States, but overseas, I think that's not the, tr the whole case. My opinion, and I'll leave it there, 
I'll leave that for that for that today, podcast listeners. With that being said, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you had, please like and subscribe to this podcast and share with friends or family. And as every like and subscription and share helps grow this podcast so we can get the word out of what's happening on the world of the market currently right now, what CNBC is reporting, and be able to get the news out there as much as we can. With that being said, follow podcast listeners. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. Thank you and goodbye.